What are spiritual gifts? Hmm. Who has them? Where did they come from? And can you ask God to give you another? If you don't like the one you got? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about that. Today, we're going to be looking at Paul's teaching in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 concerning spiritual gifts. Now, there are several places in the Bible that talk about spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, where we are today. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, Romans chapter 12, and Peter even makes mention of it, all right? But some of the foundational teachings that we have is found in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul had so much trouble with the Corinthian church, <laughs> who were full of spiritual gifts, which teaches something else too. And uh, also in Romans chapter 12, all right? But first of all, let's talk about spiritual gifts. First of all, the word spiritual gifts comes from the word uh, charismata. And that Greek derivation of the word is charis, which means grace. So the first thing that we need to understand about spiritual gifts is that they are grace gifts. Why am I emphasizing this? Because as a gift of grace, it means that you don't deserve these things. It's not based upon merit. And also, as we're going to learn today in our text, is not based upon request. It is something that God has sovereignly done for every believer. Okay. And then we're going to learn a few other things concerning spiritual gifts. But I tell you what, let's just cut to the text right now. And as we move through the text, we'll talk about those particular issues that I want, I want to kind of bring up right now. All right. So let's do it this way. First Corinthians chapter 12, Starting in verse number four. Now, there are varieties of gifts, all right, but the same spirit. So first thing that we see is concerning spiritual gifts. Number one, what? There are varieties. And, and as a matter of fact, there are many of them. And kind of tell you a little secret, and maybe we'll get to it next time. There are approximately about 19 gifts of the Holy Spirit, all right? 19 particular gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me, let me take a pause here, guys, because sometimes... People confuse spiritual gifts with talents, okay? A spiritual gift is not a talent. A spiritual gift is a specific gift that is given by the Holy Spirit to a believer in Jesus Christ. A talent is not. Unbelievers have talent. Singing is not a spiritual gift. Painting is not a spiritual gift. All of these are talents. Unbelief, unsaved folk have these things, right? But spiritual gifts are gifts that come from the spirit, number one. And number two, it must be mentioned in the scriptures that it is a spiritual gift. So therefore, if the scriptures don't say that this is a gift of the spirit, it's not a spiritual gift. It's simply what? A talent. And unbelievers have that. What makes this so unique is that only saved people have these gifts. All right. Okay. So let's run back to the scripture so we don't waste a lot of time here. So the first thing that we see that Paul says in verse number four is that there are many different types of gifts, but what the same spirit. So the point that he's making here is this. It is the Holy Spirit who administers these gifts. Okay, let's look at verse number five and we're going to we're going to put it all together when we get to verse number six. 
and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. So ministries basically means the service, right? And but the same look now when it says the same Lord here, the reference is to Jesus himself. So what is he saying here? The source of spiritual gifts is Jesus. That's why Jesus said in the book of John, he said that the Holy Spirit, he takes from me and gives or shows to you. So that means the source of all of these gifts is the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. And therefore, these gifts are to be used in serving him. All right. OK. Verse number six. There are varieties of effects. That simply means varieties of manifestations. You see it coming out in how this how is the spirit gifted this particular individual? Oh, he can heal. So therefore, this is the effect of the spirit working through this individual. That's what it means. There are varieties of effects. But what? The same God who works all things in all persons. In other words, now notice something, a beautiful thing here. You see in verse number four, what? The Holy Spirit. You see in verse number five, what? The Lord Jesus Christ. You see in verse number six, what? The mention of God, the Father, Trinity. Trinity. Paul clearly understood the Trinity, that God is a triune being. All right, we can't deal with that. But the whole point is this, the Holy Spirit, and, and let me just simply break it down for you. What is he saying? He takes from the Lord Jesus Christ, what? Spiritual gifts, right? The Holy Spirit takes these gifts from Jesus, not, not taking, taking, but the idea, that's the source of it, from Jesus Christ. And what does he do? He then acts, he said, okay, now this is what I want to do. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying. I want... John, brother John, do you know what I want him to do? I want him to be a teacher. So therefore the Holy Spirit administers. He gives the particular gifts needed for teaching to brother John. He gives it to John, right? And all of this, and when you see John teaching in the church, teaching the body of Jesus Christ, all of this is to be done for what? The glory of God. So the whole point that we're saying is, the Holy Spirit takes from Jesus these gifts and he makes a decision to administer the gift to the believer for the glory of God. All right, very quickly, let's move to this so that we can settle, deal with a couple of points. Verse number seven, but to each one is given a manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Two points. Two points, and I don't want to take you guys too fast, and I don't want to bore you either, but notice what he says. To each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit. You ever wondered, do I have a spiritual gift? Matter of fact, I've actually heard some people say, well, I don't think I have a gift. That's not true. If you are saved, you have at least, at least one spiritual gift. What did he say? To each one is given that gift. And notice again, why do you have a gift? Whatever gift or gifts an individual may have, it is not for the praise of that individual. It is not so that you may stand above the rest of the congregation. It is not so that you can be glorified. It is not for you in the first place. 
Notice, it is for the common good. That is, it is for the good of the other believers. Whatever gifts that you have, God gave those gifts to you so that you can bless and help your brothers and your sisters. You remember that stupid question that Cain had the audacity to ask God, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are your brother's keeper. So therefore, whatever gifts God gives you, he gives it. Why? For the edification, which literally means the building up of your brothers and your sisters. Right. So that's why you got a gift, not for yourself, but for somebody else. But let's go on. And verse number eight. And, and guys, if you just allow me to just. Read it very quickly so that we can make our final point, okay? And all he's basically doing is he is enumerating. He's simply just spelling out some of the gifts, not all of the gifts. But like I told you, about 19 different spiritual gifts. And he simply enumerates some of them as an example of what he's talking about. So just let me just read through them. Maybe later on we'll come and make a, another video and we'll talk about those gifts in particular. How about that? Okay. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit, another gifts of healings by the one spirit. See, knows all of these different spiritual gifts, right? Another affecting of miracles, another prophecy. We're going to talk about that prophecy and to another one, distinguishing of spirits to another various kinds of tongues. We are definitely going to make a video about the tongues thing. <laughs> And to another interpretation of tongues. But now here's the point that I want to make. Okay. Verse number 11. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individual just as he wills. Okay. Let me hit the point. One and the same spirit works all these things. All of these gifts are administered. That means given by the Holy Spirit. He, what? Look what the verse said. He distributes to all of the members of body of Christ. To, that means everybody got a spiritual gift to each one. Now here's our key point. And let me hammer this point. And I hope the Lord bless you with this. To each one individually, just as he wills. Notice the point that he just said. The gifts of the spirit, whatever spiritual gift or gifts that an individual may have, it is given by the sovereign determination of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit made the decision what gifts he wanted you to have. Now, what does that mean, Pastor? Okay, it simply means this. You know, sometimes you hear people say, well, I don't have the gift of tongue. I've never spoken in tongue, so we're going to pray that God will give me the gift of tongue. <laughs> you can give that up. Why? Because it's not for you to determine what gifts you want to have. They are, that's what I mean when I say sovereignly. Sovereign means it is an act of God. God, God, the Holy Spirit makes the decision what gifts he wants you to have. So therefore, if you don't have a particular gift, the Holy Spirit made the decision not to give it to you. And since it is his decision to make, it is his decision to make. You cannot make a request for an additional one. Say, for instance, you got a gift and you don't like a gift. Number one, you can't give it back. And number two, you can't get another one. 
You must be satisfied with the gift that the Holy Spirit has given you. Why? Notice what we said earlier, because he has made a decision how he wants you to function in the church. The decision for how, how to function in the church is not yours. It's not yours. You're not God. So therefore, God makes the decision how he wants you to function in the church. And what does he do? He empowers you with the spiritual gifts needed to function in that capacity, right? So therefore, you don't make a request for an addition to a spiritual gift. But now let's finish the point. Let's finish the point. We're going to deal with verses number 12 and 13. For even as the body is one and yet has many members and all the members of the body, though there are many, are one body, so also is Christ. And again, he's going to what? Talking about the diversification that we have of spiritual gifts. There are many different uh, types of spiritual gifts, but all of them come together so that we can function in unity as one complete body of Christ. It, it comes together to make to bring unity among the saints. That's all he's saying there. But verse number 13, final verse. And here's the point that I want to bring home. For by one spirit, we are, we are all baptized into one body. Notice, one spirit, we are what? Baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free. And here's our key. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. Now, again, what is the context? What is he talking about? He's talking about spiritual gifts. He's talking, he's saying that the spirit has sovereignly chosen to give each believer a particular gift. And notice what his whole point in verse number 13. And when, here's my point, here's my point. When are these gifts given to a believer? At the moment that you are baptized into the body. When you are baptized into the body, what did he say? You are made to drink of that spirit. Drink what? Paul said, well, what am I talking about drinking? I'm talking about spiritual gifts. So what is the point that he makes in verse 13? At the moment that a believer is at a moment you get saved. <laughs> at that very moment, the Holy Spirit gives you a particular one or more spiritual gifts. Why? He has in mind at the moment of your salvation, this is what I want this particular believer to do. So therefore, he gives you, he empowers you, he gives you those spiritual gifts to function in that capacity at the moment of your salvation. As soon as you get saved, he gives you those gifts. And number two, what do we find out? You cannot ask for another gift. You cannot add on to those gifts. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit. And we need to just simply be satisfied with that. <laughs> All right, God, there is so much more that we can talk about in spiritual gifts. And um, maybe next time we'll start talking about those gifts in particular. But be on the lookout. I'm going to talk about two things, in, two gifts in particular. The gift of prophecy. We hear about that a lot lately. And the gift of tongues. Oh, haven't we heard a lot about that? We're going to talk about those two particular things. But anyway, if you haven't subscribed, now would be a great time to do so. Subscribe now, guys. And uh, if you got any comments, you know what to do. Leave them there. All right. See you next time.